Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 24. Psalm 24 from the Word of God in the English language. The Royal Exchange of London, where commerce was transacted for near 500 years. The stock exchanges, the trading done in that great city of the English-speaking world, had the first verse in large letters across it. Praise God that we come from such a heritage. I couldn't care less about America the Beautiful. I love the first song we sang where we give all the glory to God. The State House in the state of Missouri has this in large letters over one of its great halls. As we read the 24th Psalm, Let me tell you just briefly, because it's not worth too much. The tradition of the Jews is that this was written by David, as it says in the superscript, at the moving of the Ark of the Covenant from the house of Obed-Edom, to the tent that David threw for it. It's in three parts. The first two are to praise the God that was represented by that Ark of the Covenant in verses 1 and 2. It would be sung by the priests and answered by the people in a chorus. Verses 4 through 6 As they approached the mountains of Zion, they would sing, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And they would describe the character of the righteous, again with the priests leading and the congregation responding. And then as they brought the ark into its tabernacle, pitched for it by David, waiting for Solomon to build it a worthy house, They would sing, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Now David only saw obscurely what Solomon his son would do. David was resting in the grave when Solomon got down on his knees and raised his hands and blessed the God of heaven. And the God of heaven came down in a pillar of fire and glory in that house. He swallowed up the greatest sacrifice of animals that had ever been prepared. And he filled the house with his glory so that the priest could not minister. But even that was obscure to Revelation chapter 5. Where chapter 4 tells us that there was a being sitting on a throne with beasts worshiping him, the likes of which we've never seen nor imagined. And John saw that that great being, Jehovah God, held in his hand a book written within and without, sealed with seven seals. No man could open the book. And John wept. And then Jesus Christ arrived. arrived. That was the greatest fulfillment of Psalm 24. 
Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. He's no begging, wimpy, effeminate, hermaphrodite, John Lennon lookalike. He is the King of glory. And we shall keep Him that way. Rise with me and let us read in the English language God's precious words, inspired and preserved Bible. Psalm 24. Together. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Royal Exchange in London. State House, capital of Missouri, many other places as well. Verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If all lawmakers and rulers were to listen to that verse from the Word of God, it would do them a world of good. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's too bad that these words are... Not on an oval rug, in an oval office, instead of the ridiculous things that are there. Ridiculous thoughts of vanity. The world and they that dwell therein, it's the Lord Jehovah's. He's founded it upon the seas. If you're standing on dry ground right now, it's because he called for dry ground to come out of the sea. And he established it upon the floods of waters. Verses 3 through 6 are what matter to us today. 
We love verses 7 through 10, and we love verses 1 and 2. I would love to spend the whole day on verses 1 and 2 with you. I would love to spend the whole day on verses 7 through 10 with you. But today it's verses 3 through 6. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in His holy place? There's nothing that you can do, sinner. All you need to do is believe. Wrong. See, the Bible never talks that way. This is the way the Bible talks. See, we're, we're reading the Bible. It's too bad that the only psalm that most people know is Psalm 23. They've never strayed from their course to open the Bible to Psalm 23, so they've missed Psalm 24. Because it says, Who is going to ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in His holy place? Those are two questions deserving an answer, and the answer is given. The answer is given with character. The answer is given with good works. The answer is given with fruit, not with something as weak as faith. Faith only gets us started. It gets us up to the level of a devil. And there's so much more. Verse 4. He that hath clean hands. External, practical, holiness. Godliness. In our external life. Our hands are outward. They're visible. We touch things. We do things. that They take us places. Our hands. External holiness. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. The religion of God under both testaments is a religion that starts in the heart. The hands will not be clean unless the heart is pure. If the hands are clean simply by outward ritual, like a Pharisee, it doesn't matter to God because the heart isn't pure. So they're both are here. He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, He hasn't worshipped idols, which are called vanities in the Bible. And he hasn't got excited about anything else in life in comparison to the things of God. He has not lifted up his soul. He hasn't got excited. He hasn't lifted himself up for anything but the God of heaven. The Bible tells us about a king. I can't remember at the moment whether it was Isaiah or Hezekiah, but it was one of the two. I hope it was. Or I'm really slipping. His heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Amen. And that's what we want. And this is, this is the character of the righteous. Nor sworn deceitfully. He's never used God's name in worship or in vows that he has not performed. One simple verse describing the character of godly people. This every boy, every girl, every man, every woman ought to measure yourself by that Fourth verse. Do I have clean hands? Do you know how you can get them clean? There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sins that your hands have touched. Purify your hearts, ye sinners. Confess your sins and purify your heart. Ask the Lord to forgive you every foolish thought of your inward parts. Ask Him to forgive you for getting too excited about the foolish vanities of this world. 
and recommit yourself to live up to your baptism where you took his name upon you and said that you would rise to walk in newness of life. You can have the character restored of verse 4. And you'll receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. That is the evidence of legal righteousness. It is the means of practical righteousness. And David said in Psalm 50, Psalm 18, excuse me, which has 50 verses. Psalm 18, he said, the Lord hath rewarded me according to my righteousness. This is the character of the righteous. We take up the Ark of the Covenant, except we've got something better. We've got the Lord Jesus Christ to worship here today. This is the character of those that are supposed to come and worship Him. And what do we sing about? Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Let's turn in our Psalters to Psalm 24, which is found on page 38. Let's sing all ten verses, and let's sing this to a tune we know well and love, the child of grace. Psalm 24. Be earthly, Lord. 